Salons. We praise God and uh, thank you for coming. You're courageous. After that session, you still made it. Uh, you'll make it to heaven. You're courageous. You're courageous. When I was in high school, there was a choir that aspired to sing. They sang a song. Falme ali ota doto yenye sanamu ya kutisha ndizo falume zote Nae Danieli mtu wake mungu alifunuli wa ndoto ilele uleo Falme zote zitanguka, zitapita na zitatoweka Wanaojua siri wameweka tumaini kwa keyesu Zilikuwepo falme zenye nguvu mfano wa dhahabu fedha shabana chuma na hizi zote zilishatoweka na falme zote zitatoweka leo leo falme zote zitaanguka zitapita na zitatoweka wanaojua siri wameweka tumaini kwake Yesu Jiwe lililovunja falme zote ni Yesu mwamba wetu mfalme wa amani Yeye ni mwanzo na tena ni mwisho ufalme wake ni wa milele Leo leo falme zote zitaanguka zitapita na zitatoweka wanaojua siri wameweka tumaini kwake Yesu Let's pray Lord, those who know these secrets have placed their trust in you. Those who understand the secret behind the stone have placed their trust in you. Knowing that all the other kingdoms shall come to pass, but the Lord of heaven shall set up another kingdom which shall not pass. So God, please, before you set up that kingdom, inspire us with a message to reflect on the stone. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. The message for the hour is titled, The Stone. I am planning to finish at 8.30. Be psychologically prepared. Turn with me to the book of Acts, chapter 3. Yesterday, we read Acts, chapter 3, under the title, The Crowd. Today, walking through Acts, chapter 3, Brother Maxwell, I've forgotten something. Kindly get for me my specs from the vehicle. I think I am going to... I'm going to need them at some point in time. I was enjoying the freedom of those who don't put them on. But nature, you talked about nature. Nature is proving not to like what I am doing. But in Acts chapter 3, reading from verses 14, the Bible says, and, and I think I read this yesterday. But he denied the Holy One. They just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the prince of life whom God hath raised from the dead. Wherefore we are witnesses. 
And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Mark these words. His name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Whom you see now, yeah. The faith which is by him has given this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Now listen to this. When you are denying the Savior, there is something that made you deny the Savior. And I want to speak about what made you deny the Savior. And it says, and now, brethren, I watch. That's difficult, King James English. If you go through the simpler versions, it says, I know. So it says, I watch that through ignorance, you did it and also did your fathers. I know that when you rejected him, you did it through ignorance. But what ignorance are we speaking about here? I want that through ignorance, you did it, said Peter. But this ignorance did not excuse their action. For they had had great light granted unto them. They did it through ignorance, but their ignorance did not excuse their action. Why? Great light was shining around them. Thank you. Now we can add another 30 minutes. It says, this ignorance does not excuse your action. Now let me explain to you something. Uh, that socket has electricity. If you go and take two metallic objects, put one in the live terminal and one on the neutral terminal, uh, you're going to be electrocuted. No matter how ignorant you are, you're going to be electrocuted. Go and buy rat poison and claim that you are ignorant and drink it. Do you think ignorance Listen, the death of that, that poison is going to kill you whether you're ignorant or intelligent. I watch that through ignorance you did it. And so many people are excusing things through ignorance. Let me tell you, the statement was made. Had they known that Jesus was the king and the prince of life, they would not have crucified him. But why did they not know? That's the question. Why did these people not know that Jesus is the prince of life? Because they chose not to know. There are some people who are even afraid of listening to the sermons being preached right now because they fear that they will hear the truth. They chose not to know. Somebody is listening to the word of God and they are saying, no, 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 no. If I continue listening to these sermons for the next three days, I am going to be convinced. They chose not to know. And let me tell you, these people exist even where I am speaking today. People who have chosen not to know, who just don't want to know. They chose not to know. They had no interest to search 
and study, and their ignorance proved their eternal ruin. No interest to study. Let me tell you, through ignorance, in fact, the man living in the land of Galilee at that time, they had had the strongest evidence on which to base their faith. They were not under obligation from God to accept the evidence that God had given them. But you know what? Their unbelief made them guilty of the blood of the only begotten Son of the infinite God. Their unbelief. They had all evidence. But they denied the Holy One. The Bible says in verses 18 of Acts chapter 3, you will know I am about to finish when you see me in Acts chapter 4. I'm still in Acts chapter 3, and today we should be in chapter 4. So when you hear me say Acts chapter 4 verses 1, then know I am nearing the end. Not nearing the end, but nearing the start of today's sermon. But those things which God before had shown by the mouth of all his prophets had Christ, that Christ should suffer, he had so fulfilled. So now that we've talked about the fulfillment of these things, what should you do? In the book of Acts chapter 3 verses 19 it says, Repent ye therefore, repent, and be converted. Repent means turn around. Be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. Say amen. amen. God is willing to blot out sins. I love God for one thing. He forgives and forgets. The devil reminds you. And somebody says, when the devil reminds you that you were sinning yesterday, tell the devil that today I have a savior. And I have accepted my savior. And he has forgotten those sins. Listen. If the lecturer who is marking your paper has already decided that you are going to get marks, don't worry whether your deskmate says that you are not getting the marks. He has no control. He's just a deskmate. The one who is marking the exams has said you've passed. I don't care what everyone else thinks. If you're sitting exams like those who are sitting the neck exams with the case you see coming up and then neck has said that i have an a even if everyone around you thinks you are foolish but you know you have an a it, it, it's fine you're not even worried if neck says you passed exams and then everyone in school was saying you are foolish what do you think you even don't believe them Suppose here everyone looking at you thinks that you're going to fail, you're going to fail exams. Then when the results come, the lecturer says you're the best student. I am not worried about what you think. Jesus has marked the exam of your life and he has said the sins that you repented and you are converted. You confess those sins. I am going to blot them out. He's willing to blot them out. Don't get worried whether the devil wants to see them. And I've always told people that, listen, when God blots out your sins and you find yourself in heaven, let me tell you, 
Even those who will be in heaven will not be able to see those sins. God blots out forever. I can't, I can't start reading all the texts on God blotting out sins. The book of Isaiah says God has thrown them behind his back. The psalmist says as far as the east is from the west, God has decided to throw away your sins that far. You cannot move to the west until you reach the east. You can't. The more you move to the west, the east continues being far away from the west. But God says they can do away with your sins. So don't worry. She'll do away with them. And, and, and so, uh, after Peter had talked about these things and discussed these things, uh, and remember, the, the, the case in study here is the killing of a man who was born lame. And he, he reminds them, you rejected Jesus. And let me tell you, we live in a generation that has rejected Jesus. In Acts chapter 4 verse 1, the Bible says, And as they speak unto the people, the priests and the captains of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, and being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Let me tell you, any time the word of God is preached, there are some people who get mad. So don't worry. In fact, I am not worried if you are mad that I am preaching. You who is mad, listen to me. I'm not worried. At least I am in good company. When Peter preached, they were mad. Now even me have preached, hey, I'm in good company. The company of Peter and other great preachers who preach and they get mad. Because the word of God always has an effect. Either you accept it or you get mad at it. That's why the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, my word shall not return unto me void. It shall accomplish what God sent it to do. Let me tell you, the word of God will trouble you when the Lord has spoken to you and you are stifling that conviction, the word of God is going to follow you and trouble you. Get mad all you want, but truth is truth. Get mad all you want, but none but those who confess their sins will go to heaven. Truth is truth. You can get mad all you want. But the Bible says, they laid hands on them <laughs> and put hold of them until the next day, for now it was even tied. These are some of you preach in the evening. But listen to verse 4. I like this one. The preacher has been arrested. Peter and John. They've been arrested. They've gone and kept them until the evening to bring them up the next day. But the Bible says, how be it, Acts chapter 4, verses 4, how be it many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of them was about 5,000. If you don't want to believe, keep it to yourself, but 5,000 somewhere are going to believe. What that text tells me, people can decide to reject the word of God, but there are some people who will believe. While others are arresting the preacher, there are 5,000 who have heard the word of the Lord. And let me tell you, when the preacher is preaching, hear the word of the Lord, because the preacher can even be arrested. The key component, the message is greater than the messenger. 
We're just here. Please, I, I have never saved anyone, so don't, don't, don't come to me. I don't save people. I am the messenger. So listen to the message. You may not like me, as I told you. My face, I don't know whether it is appealing to you or not. But please, don't focus on the face. Focus on the message. This is not a beauty contest. Beauty contests are not talking about Jesus Christ. In fact, the Bible says he had no form for you to like him. But, but, but the text says in verses 5 of Acts chapter 4, And it came to pass in the morrow that their rulers and the elders and the scribes and Anas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, now listen to this, they have brought them and put them in the center in the morning. And then now they are asking decided question. Question number one to Peter, by what power or by what name have you done this? Let me tell you, these people, be careful when you ask men of God tough questions. Because the answer to the question may be the one that will save you. If you fear salvation, be careful. They ask, by what power have you done this? What is the power behind this? And beloved, remember I told you, when Jesus has done something for you, don't keep quiet. Talk about it. Here you are, you're just from the saloon and Instagram can't keep quiet. We have your photos everywhere. Just because you went to the salon. Just because you went to the salon. You've passed the exam and we can't keep quiet. But here you are. Jesus has spoken to you. Jesus has done marvelously in your life. You are quiet. Pin drop silence. Please let me tell you. Even when Jesus speaks to your soul today, just go and update on your WhatsApp status. He spoke to me. At least, let people know that Jesus spoke to you in the sermon today. When human beings talk to you, let me tell you, how many of you have ever gone to state house? Even me, I've never gone. How many have ever gone to state house? Now let me tell you, those who have never gone, like some of us, I know the day we will land there, people will not have rest. They won't rest. Because our photos in state house, they will have to like them. If they don't like, you put again after two days so that they can like. In fact, if you went to state house and they, the likes were only 10, you bring it again during the day when they are awake. Because you want enough likes that you went to state house. But you have been in the chamber room of God. You have been called by God himself. You have spent time in the presence of the Lord, the king of the universe. And you are not posting that. What's wrong with us? We need to testify about what God has done. They, they ask the question, by what power? And, and this question is still asked today. When you pass exams, we will ask you, by what power did you pass exams? Don't tell us we just pass exams in our family. No. Let's know whether it's genetic so that we can look for those genes. Let's know whether you are cheating in exams so that we can say this one has passed exams, but that's a liar. And if 
God made you pass exams. Let's know that God made you pass exams and show us that God so that we can go to him. Because we also want to pass exams. Can't tell us these things just happen. No, they don't happen. Life doesn't just happen. And when you read the text, the Bible says, by what power or by what means have you done this? Then Peter, I love this, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of you, of the deed, of the good deed that has been done to the important man, by what means is made whole? Listen. Be it known unto you all. The message title is the stone. Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and God has raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. By the name of Jesus of Nazareth, you ask me who made this happen? By the name of Jesus of Nazareth. By the way, how many of us have ever ascribed good things in our lives to Jesus? Things happen in your life. Oh, that I was preaching and I was telling people, give us this day our daily bread. And God provides for us. But let me ask you, how many of you have taken supper yet? Those who have eaten supper? Why do you think you've eaten? Because you have money. Do you know there are people who have money and they're not eating? Why do you think you've eaten? Because you had an appetite. Do you know there are people who have appetite and they're not eating? They have appetite but they can't. They are putting food into their mouth and it's coming out. Do you know that? This eating, let me tell you, eating itself is a testimony that there is God. When you can eat and retain food and convert it, there is God. That's a testimony. Here, you, I always like asking, how many of you, when you wake up in the morning, you confirm whether your leg is still intact? Do you know there is somebody who woke up one day and could not feel their legs and that's how they became paralyzed? And you are here taking these things for granted. He says, let me tell you, by Jesus of Nazareth, this man is standing here whole. And not only that, the Bible says, and this is verse 11, the part I wanted to read. This, that's Jesus of Nazareth, whom I'm talking to you about. This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which is become the head of the corner. This is the stone which the builders rejected that has become the head of the corner. This is the stone I am talking to you about. If you read in Psalm chapter 118, from verses 22 of Psalms 118, Listen to what the Bible says in Psalms 118.22. It says, the stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. 
The stone the builders refused to accept. That is the stone I am talking to you right now. We want to build glorious CVs. We want to build our lives. But we have rejected the stone. But let me tell you, the stone the builders rejected is become the head stone of the corner. Your life cannot be anchored anywhere if you are missing the cornerstone. Jesus, the stone you need in your life. How are you going to build your life without the headstone of the corner? Ah, I remember when I was listening to some preacher expounding on the cornerstone. And, and they say that when the construction was being done, one day while they were making, picking the stones, you know the stones were chiseled somewhere and they were brought here so that they can build the temple. And, and as they were working with the stones, there's one stone they saw and they thought this is improportionate. They threw it away. Left it out there. And they continued and they were trying their things, but some things were not just adding up until they were wondering, we need one stone that can sit over there at the corner. We need a stone that can withstand the temperatures around. You're not with me. You ain't getting me. Let me tell you something. The world is getting hotter. Things are tough in this life. The economic crisis is proving that we need something more than money in our pockets. Things are tough. We need something that can hold the corner strongly. We need a stone that can hold at the corner. And let me tell you, kept on looking for a stone. They brought that stone that looks like money and they tried fixing that stone over there. But let me tell you, money cannot fix your life. That stone is not sufficient enough. Oh, there's a young man, looks at their life and they feel like, oh, this life is tough. And they say, I need to get into a relationship. Gets into a relationship. But let me tell you, your life was unstable not because of lack of a human being in your life. Please have a life before you have a life partner. And there's somebody who sits down and thinks, mm, you know, I think life is difficult because I don't have a stable job. Finish your degree, apply for a job, and get a job. And let me tell you, you still feel incomplete. Why? Because that is not the stone that holds life together. Somebody sits down and calculates and thinks, wait, you know, this life is tough. I am feeling stressed. Uh, there are assignments to be done. And, and, and th th there's a relationship which is not working. And I don't have school fees. And I don't have this. And they say, let me go and drink some alcohol to try and drown my problems. But your life cannot hold because that is not the stone that should hold the corner of your life. Yes, you want to build a stable life. Yes, you want to build stable things in your life. But listen, you need the cornerstone. The builders have rejected the cornerstone. And I see everywhere. Here we are. I know that those who are saying, Preacher, shout all you want to shout. We have rejected it. No problem. But one day, 
This sermon, you will listen to it. It will resonate in your mind as you struggle to build up things. Don't forget the key cornerstone. They rejected the stone. Throw it away. Acts chapter 4 verses 11 says, This is the stone that the builders set at naught. You builders, you set it at naught. You counted it as nothing. Right now, people are counting Jesus Christ as nothing in their lives. You know, we live in a generation where it is believed money is all you need. Money. Money. Let's get money. So people are looking for money everywhere. But the stone has been rejected. People have rejected Jesus. Looking for money. Everywhere. The stone has been set at nothing. People are looking for money-making ventures. Money. People are looking for pleasure. People are seeking for pleasure, hoping to fill the void that is in them. In fact, one writer wrote that it seems humanity is created with a God-shaped vacuum, a vacuum in every human heart that only God can fill. Nothing else can fill it. Drown yourself in whatever you want to drown yourself in, but that God-shaped vacuum can only be filled by God. I don't know whether it's St. Augustine of Hippo or who, or is it Pierre Taylor de Chardin, one of the two. There's one who said, no, I, I can't remember the exact person who quoted. Let's go for the quotation instead of struggling to remember the names of the people. The quotation is more important. He said that we are restless, our hearts are restless until it finds rest in the Lord. And let me tell you, you will stay restless until you find rest in the cornerstone. Why? Now let me explain. Isaiah, what do you say about the stone? Just tell me something, Isaiah. You know, you know Luke is just talking about the stone. But Isaiah, I want to get your perspective. What do you say about the stone, Isaiah? Then Isaiah tells me, preacher, relax. You don't need to labor so much. I am going to put it to a rest. I am going to put it to a rest in Isaiah chapter 28, reading from verses 15. In Isaiah chapter 28, verses 15, it says, Because you have said, because you builders have said, we have made a covenant with death and with hell. Do you know that there are people who have made a covenant with the death? You have said, we have made a covenant with the death and with the hell. And we are at an agreement. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us. For we have made lies our refuge, and under falsehood we have hid ourselves. Beloved, so many people have made lies their refuge. So many people have made falsehoods their hiding place. Lies. Lies. 
The things preachers are preaching to us, they are preaching lies, and we are comforted in lies. Made lies of falsehood. The things the, the world is offering at us, lies. We have made lies our refuge. But let me tell you something. The Lord says, I, I love this, I love this. You have seen. You've said you've made an agreement with death. Okay. You've said you've made an agreement with hell. Okay. You have made lies your refuge. Okay. Thus says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord God. Isaiah 28, 16. Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone. Now, now, Isaiah has added something that nobody else added. Isaiah says, I laid a tried stone. Now, when I'm talking of a tried stone, you need to understand these believers. A tried stone means this stone has been tested. When they were looking for the perfect stone to fit at the corner, they saw one stone which had been thrown out there. That stone had been rained on. That stone, the sunshine and the heat had come on that stone. But the stone had no cracks. A tried stone. I lay in Zion a stone that has been tried. Beloved, I am not presenting you to you a Jesus who has not been tried. I am presenting a Jesus who has been tried. We are not guessing. This is not quick bet. This is sure bet. And let me tell you, a tried stone. I know of a man. I present to you that man. Who has been tried. A man who has made drunkards become sober. I know of a man. A man who has made thieves become honest and become even church treasurers. I know of a man. A man who has met somebody who has lost his mind. A madman at Gadara walking naked. And when he met the man, the madman of Gadara was clothed and went and preached to Decapolis. Ten cities. I know of a man. A tried stone. I know of a man who met a woman that had a social problem. A woman who had already taken people's wives. A woman whom... Jesus will simply say to the woman, you have had five husbands, and even the one whom you have right now is not your husband. And then, when the woman met Jesus, the woman who had been her husband's snatcher now leaves Jesus and becomes the one who is going to be the greatest evangelist in the area. And he tells people, come see a man. I know of a man. Stone that has been tried. We are not guessing. I know of a man who can be able to meet Mary Magdalene and cast out seven demons, seven demons from Mary Magdalene and picks Mary Magdalene who was a prostitute and becomes clean and becomes the first person to meet the Savior at the risen tomb. I know of a man on the day of resurrection. I know of a man who 
can be able to meet Rahab the Harlot. And from the lineage of Rahab the Harlot, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the earth, is going to be born. I know of a man. Tried. Beloved, we are not presenting a God whom we are guessing on. I'm presenting a God tried. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 28, verses 16, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth in him shall not make haste. There's no problem with believing in him. This is sure. I know of a man tried. This one has been tried and tested. Beloved, when we are presenting Jesus here, we are not presenting theories. When we are presenting the word of God, we are not presenting suggestions. I am talking with this confidence because I am talking of a tried stone. He has been tried and he has delivered. Let me tell you, you're asking me about success in exams. I know of a man whom people trusted in him and they became ten times wiser. The Bible will say in the book of, uh, I, I think it's Psalms 119, and when you read from verses 97, it says, Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Through thy commandments hast thou made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditations. I understand more than the ancients because I keep thy precepts. I know of a man can make you wiser than the teachers. Lecturers are coming to class and explaining a concept and you are ahead. You are even correcting the lecturer, hey, excuse me, sir, and, and this one now you do in a humble way. Because I know of a man who can make you humble when you are intelligent. You are correcting the lecturer until the lecturer says, yes, thank you very much. We thank God you exist in this class. Because I was going to lie to them. We thank God for your presence. I know of a man whom, when he entered into another man called Joseph, the Bible says that Pharaoh said, where can we find such a man as this in whom the spirit of the gods is? I know of a man. Tried stone. The stone the builders rejected. Beloved, what are you building? What are you building without Jesus Christ? What is this you are building and you've rejected Jesus Christ? What are you building? I know of a man. The Bible says, I lay in Zion, precious stone, precious cornerstone. He that believeth on him, a sure foundation is going to set. Ah, you didn't understand the part of sure, beloved. A sure foundation means God does not come with first edition of foundation. God does not give you experiments. I know of a man who has been tried and he delivers. Did you see what happened when somebody was thrown in the lion's den? He did not kill the lions. 
You know you're powerful when you don't kill the lions. You just suspend their appetite. You tell them you don't eat religious things. What comes in first is tithe. That is holy unto the Lord. You don't eat religious things. So when, when, uh, when Daniel is brought in, even the lions understand. That is religious. Holy unto the Lord. Don't eat the things of the Lord. <laughs> then people thought, oh, even the lions did not have appetite. That's why they did not eat Daniel. The next day they brought hypocrites. The Bible says that the lions had mastery of them. Break their bones before it landed on the ground. Just to prove to you that the lions did not lose appetite. They were being commanded by the lion of the tribe of Judah. Told them, keep quiet. Protect my child is coming. I know of a man whom when people have planned to throw you into the fiery furnace, he arrives the furnace before you are thrown. In fact, he does not make the furnace cold. That will not testify. He ensures the furnace is still seven times hotter. Even the men who are throwing them are dying. Then he allows his people to walk into the furnace. Please don't joke with my savior. You, these things you, you are calling your saviors are not saving anything. Don't joke with a stone that has been tried. Jesus Christ has been tried and has never disappointed. Show me a man who gave his life to Jesus and became worse. Show me. Don't show me fanatics and hypocrites. You know fanatics and hypocrites have not given their life to Jesus. When you fully give your life to Jesus, you don't become a fanatic. Even your religion is a religion. The Bible says, come, let us reason together. It becomes a religion that has some thought process into it. Can't come here and start making, just because you, you don't do this, you say everyone must do it this way. No. We must do it the biblical way, not your way. You are not Jesus. We are not your followers. Have you understood? We are not your followers. Come here, make it religious to shave clean just because you have a bald head like me. No. Let the others who have enough hair to maintain their hair. The principle is not shaving. The principle is modesty. We are not going to start shouting here and saying, okay, you have not shaved. Now you, you, you are not going to heaven. No. Principle is modesty. Stay modest. We are not going to follow you. We are following Jesus. I know of a man, and that man is Jesus, Tribestone. Preacher, we have understood close. You've not. I'm about to close. I'm about to close. You know, I, I, I get excited about Jesus. I, I get excited, and I'm not apologetic about it. You've seen the way people are excited about strange things. Arsenal fans are too excited. So if Arsenal fans are excited, why should they be excited about Jesus? Uh, I'm not apologetic, but excited about strange things. The Bible says in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 2, and reading from verse 6. Wherefore, also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. He shall not be confused in life. 
He shall not be troubled by the things of life. He that believeth on him. Precious. Elect. The Bible says in verse 7, Unto you therefore which believe he is precious, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. And listen to the text. And a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense, even to them that stumble at the word. You know why Jesus offends some people? They are stumbling at the word. That's why we have Bible study. So that you can know what the Bible says about life's issues. There are men who are stumbling at the word. Stumbling at the word. Being disobedient. Let me tell you. Do you know those who stumble at the word? You've heard people who say, Oh, preacher, you're saying we should be... We should not be polygamous. But even Solomon, the wisest man, had a thousand wives. Even David, the, the, the great psalmist, had many wives. Even Abraham, okay. So you're doing the things that David was doing? Go kill Goliath. You're doing the things that Abraham did? Okay, go. Sacrifice your son. You are the one who is doing the things that, that Solomon did. Solomon was wise. You, you, are, you are struggling. You are struggling with simple things in class. Simple things. The things you are struggling with. And you are arguing about the wisest man. Please finish your struggles down here. Before you start arguing. Oh, even, 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 even Solomon. Even Solomon? The wisest man? How wise are you? Please. You, you, you know those common jargons we use nowadays? Stick to your lane. Stick to your lane. You want to argue? Okay. Keep arguing. They stumble at the word. Those are the people who stumble at the word. Somebody comes, they want to drink alcohol, and they say, even Jesus turned water into wine. I had some preacher say sometime and ask the question, when did you realize that Jesus turned water into wine? Before you started drinking or after you started? There is a text somewhere that says, no longer take water but drink a little wine for your stomach's sake. Please, do Bible study. Understand that the word wine, there is yayin and the shekar. Do your Bible study. Understand that there is a difference between fermented wine and pure wine. Understand. Do not come in public and expose your ignorance of Bible study. Stumble at the word. Preacher, we are not going to stumble. Okay, let me finish with Acts chapter 4 so that you can know that I am through. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, reading from verses 11, this is the story. And verses 12 of Acts chapter 4 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, and there is none other name under heaven among men whereby we may be saved. There is no other name whereby we may be saved, apart from the name of Jesus. No other name that can give you salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the head of the corner. And that is why 
When you go to the book of Daniel, the book of Daniel chapter 2, the prophetic part of Daniel says in Daniel chapter 2, reading from verses 44, it says, And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall not be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break into pieces and consume all this kingdom and shall stand forever. When you read the text, it says, For as much as you saw, the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands. Listen, the kingdom of God is not set up by human power. It was cut without hands. And the Bible says, It break into pieces the iron, the brass, and the, and the clay, and the silver, and the gold. The great God of heaven has never known to the king the things which shall be. God shall set up a kingdom. The stone which the builders rejected, has become the head of the court. Are you building your life? Are you building your life? What stone have you spared for your cornerstone? What is the stone that stands at the head of your corner? Is it academics, where you have anchored all your hopes and life in academics? There are parents who have anchored all their hopes in a child. That is the stone of their corner. You, 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 you're coming to campus and the whole village is watching on you. This one will emancipate us from poverty. And that is why those children come to Nairobi and they never go back. Get spoiled in Nairobi. Because you made them the stone of your cornerstone. But there is somebody who is saying today, Lord, I have listened to the message of the hour. And I want to have a stone in my life. And I have purposed and I have said the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be the stone upon which I am going to set everything. My life is going to be anchored on Jesus Christ. There is somebody who is saying such a thing today. Somebody who is saying, I know it is tough. I know this life is not easy. But there is one stone which has been tried and tested, and that is Jesus Christ. And I am going to have Jesus Christ as the head of my cornerstone. Is there somebody who is saying that in this place? Somebody within the radius of my voice saying, Lord, I want the tried stone, Jesus Christ, to be the one at the head of my cornerstone. Let's rise up as we close with the word of prayer. Rom Takatifu
And I am asking those within the radius of my voice and probably you've been building your life in some way and today reflecting on the message you've realized you're one of the builders who rejected the chief cornerstone and today you're saying preacher that stone I need that stone in my life I need a tried stone. I have tried many stones and they've disappointed me. Today I feel the urge in my life to have this tried stone, Jesus Christ, at the head of the corner. If there's such a person, I want to pray with somebody. Because the spirit is whispering softly. Wanderer, come home. Follow me and I will guide you home. That is a cry of the Holy Spirit speaking to somebody this evening and saying don't worry my child don't worry just listen to me whispering softly to you who has wandered away follow me and I'll guide you home is there somebody who wants to dedicate their lives in a special way to Jesus saying Lord I need this tried stone. If there's such a person, put up your hand. I want us to pray and dedicate you in a special way because you are confessing before the heavens and the earth that you need this cornerstone in your life. I want us to pray. Brother Max, put us in connection with heaven. Our Father in heaven, it is a wonderful thing to be in your presence. It is a wonderful thing, dear God, to be under the voice of the living preacher as your word goes forth with power. We thank you this evening, for we have met Jesus in the agency of his word. Amen. We thank you, dear God, for you say, one that I come, follow me, and guide you. When our days of toil shall see, 
wandering still and waiting still for sweet release. Mm. May we hear that sweet voice saying, Wanderer, come follow me and guide you home. Mm. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the matchless, powerful name of Jesus, the only name given to us wherein we may be saved. The name at the sounding of which every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Mm. The name given to us through which any deep demonic powers and demonic spirits scamp and run for safety. The name of Jesus, Prince Emmanuel, God with us. Mm. We thank you, dear God, because you are our rock of safety. You are the rock we run to and we are saved by your children. This evening, Father, you will get exposed to us who you really are in our lives. A place of refuge. The Holy Word says, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You will be our dwelling place in every generation. And that you shall cover us with your feathers, and under your wings, we shall find safety. May we abide under the wings of Jesus. Mm. May we find safety in the shadow of the Almighty. Mm. May we abide in your presence every passing day. Mm. Your children have put up their hand, dear God, saying that they would love and they desire, dear God, to abide in the rock, the rock of ages. He is the only one, and his name is Jesus. Mm. This evening, Father, may you be sufficient for us. For those, Father, dear God, who have been seeking the things of this earth, that we redeem and lose your body. May you fix our minds on that stone, that rock, which the world has rejected, but which has become the stone of the common. May you bless us this evening. May you keep us in the bonds of peace. And may you prepare us for your soon return. And when we come and when we go, may this rock, who is our Jesus, be sufficient for us for the ages to come in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. God bless you and keep you all safe. Oh, to